And we're back with Brews and Reviews. I'm Jake Armstrong. We got Cole McEwen here, and Joel Bacco is um, indisposed. Who knows? But we He's recently married. Give him a break. I thought he canceled his wedding. No, it, he limited people coming. That's why we couldn't go. As was just family. And technically... Well, I, don't want to, I don't want to tell you this, Cole, but I actually went to the wedding. And I didn't want to rub it in on you. Oh, but. I didn't want to tell you, but I actually went to the wedding because I dropped... We we couldn't see him, but I dropped off a bottle of wine social distancing style, like 10 feet from him. No, as long as it's 10 feet, then you're social distancing. <laughs> that sacrifice has been accepted. But, <laughs> well, we got to talk about something that's really going to hurt as X-Men fans. I believe I'm a very big X-Men fan. I'm sure Cole... You yes, are too. I concur. And we're gonna t- we're gonna talk about the worst X Men film literally ever put to screen. And if anyone says X Men Origins, you clearly haven't seen Dark Phoenix yet. <laughs> yeah, I I knew this movie was bad, so my expectations were really low. Doesn't matter, and it still, still dashed them like boom. So a little background on when I saw this movie. So I was actually traveling with our football team in Bismarck. And we're in Iowa, and we're staying at a hotel right next to an IMAX theater. And it was in theaters, and I, I heard how bad it was, but I had a chance to see either Godzilla or King of Monsters in IMAX or Dark Phoenix. So I'm like, you know what? Critics suck sometimes with Rotten Tomatoes. I'm just going to give it a chance. They served me a little booze. Did not help. This movie is bad. And somehow, you know, it had like a 20% on Rotten Tomatoes, but the audience score was in like the 60s, like 65%. I, I, I don't trust the audience score for anything with that. But I'm like, how I does that even, even happen? I the critic score. How does that happen that the like 65% of people that saw that movie thought it wasn't the worst movie ever? I'm assuming they got sponsored by Fox. I don't know. <laughs> this, mo- this movie is, <laughs> this is by, like, it's not even close to me. Dark Phoenix is the worst X-Men film ever made yeah I and they had they had all the same cast like you should have been able to do this right you should have been able to i didn't think like when i watched the last stand i was very disappointed i'm like wow this is a low point for x-men like they they can only go up from here i was wrong dark phoenix <laughs> clearly <laughs> clearly showed otherwise it's kind of like the coronavirus thing like it, it goes in it's, it's, so you had you had a you had a last stand which was the worst at the time. Then um, Wolverine dipped it down a little more. And then it went back up to the highest peak. And then you had Apocalypse. And then you went straight to Dark Phoenix. And dude, this movie is something else as far as terrible. Like, it was painful. Painful to watch. Well, and the other movies, like, X-Men Last Stand, I feel like, they kind of got carried away. They kind of lost touch with reality. They were trying to do a lot of different things that just really weren't working in the movie. And then Origins, there was a good movie there. They just couldn't figure out what it was. And then this movie was like, there was no good movie here. This is terrible storytelling, terrible writing, terrible characters that aren't like the characters that we have had for the last three movies in the series. Like It just doesn't make sense. Also, the timeline didn't make sense. Well, the timeline, you kind of got to throw that out the window with these movies. Like, Days of Future Past kind of redid it. Logan kind of redid it. Like, I can forgive the timeline. No, My big... no, but like, so these are the characters that we've had since whenever the first class was. Wasn't that in the first 60s? Class. No, no, it was in, it was in 2011. No. When was it set? <laughs> it was set Copernicus. in the 60s. Yeah, yeah it was set I in the 60s. 
These are like the same like looking aged people set in the nineties. Well, they're mutants. Maybe they just don't age. Oh, by the way, Charles Xavier. You remember? Char- I keep saying Xavier because your son named Xavier. And now you programmed <laughs> me not to say Xavier. Charles Xavier becomes a complete prideful douchebag in this movie, and he's supposed to be the level-headed person for the entire movies, and they ruin him in this film. And they shit all over him. It, it made no sense because. First of all, yeah, that, that was never anything that he would do. Like, oh, I'm just going to be a head case and not care about mutants because I just care about myself. It's like, okay. No, he, he cares about the mutants, but he's like, he was so, like, involved in the mutant political movement that he had to fight for America. And, and it's like, and then he's like, he completely lost what became made Xavier Xavier. And it's like, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing with this guy? But... The funny thing about that is is they, like, send him off the cliff, but they never really brought him back. No, they, he had no redemption. Yeah, like, it was like, oh, he was just being just an asshole to start off with this movie. And then, you know what, he's a little bit sorry for what he did. Okay, that's it. Just being a little bit sorry <laughs> is enough. <laughs> Although, um, I, do, I do love when Beast is, like, when they, uh, we might go into spoilers here, but, like, there's a death in the family of the X-Men. And he's like, hey, he's like, come on over here, Beast, and like have some of this whiskey. And he just shoves it over and throws it out. He's like, no, fuck you, buddy. <laughs> like, like, he's like, no. And like he calls him out. And it's like, oh, yes, Beast is the man. That is probably my favorite scene where he's like, no, it's okay. It's okay, man. Like, it's okay. We can just drink this away. And like, it's just an accident. He's like, no, you became something more, like, way different than what I believed in you when you became you. That was probably the best scene in the movie, but they did nothing with it because everyone's like, oh, yeah, Xavier's still the man. Well, and that that whole thing bothered me because you had the initial setup, in which we're going to go into spoilers soon, so just be okay, okay, let's. how do we rate this? If you want to listen to this podcast, I will give you one warning. There will be spoilers, and I, we will tell you why you should never see this film. Because <laughs> Cole just watched it. I watched it when it came out. And we're only doing the podcast because now I can finally see what I saw. Yeah, like, I, I watched this last like, night. Like almost a year ago. Yeah, I watched this last night. It's very fresh in my mind. My, It's not fresh in my mind. It still burns my soul. Uh, no, like... This... So let's, let, let's talk about... Actually, to be honest, the setup wasn't that bad for a Dark Phoenix story. Yes, it was. Okay, I, was... I disagree. I like that they went into space. No, I was off board. And again, I was like trying to find a reason to like this movie. They they lost me within like minutes of the beginning of this movie. How could you lose someone within minutes? Because it was a terrible setup. Okay, because but that's how it happened. Dark Phoenix. No, actually, you're missing the big part about why the Dark Phoenix saga in space doesn't work. At the end of Apocalypse, which you can say it sucks or doesn't, I I was okay with it, but. She kind of released the Dark Phoenix at the end of it. Yep. And said, like, Jean Grey, be yourself. But then they're like, oh, no, the Dark Phoenix still hasn't possessed you yet. But it was like, that wasn't that the Phoenix we saw at the end of Apocalypse? Yeah. Like, it, like you kind of act like it just never happened. No, that, that didn't make any sense where I didn't, I hated Jean Grey. If you, like, talk to anybody that talked to me about, like, Last Stand... I hated Jean Grey. Like, the, like the acting, she was just annoying. 
to me, this was worse because I I wasn't even annoyed, but it was just a bad Phoenix to me. Like, it was not, it wasn't scary. You didn't have any sense of any, like, she could actually be bad, good. She was just kind of neutral-ish, kind of like, oh, no, I might be bad. I don't like what's happening. Like, I don't know. I couldn't buy into this Phoenix at all. I thought the mystique part in the beginning was awful. Yeah. Because Mystique is kind of, I mean, the last, like Apocalypse, she didn't. No, really... but at the end of Apocalypse, I liked how they kind of changed the timeline. Like, okay, because in some in some cartoons, she was actually a good guy. And so she took a different path in Apocalypse. I was okay with that. I didn't love it, but I didn't hate it. But like really, Last Stand, she was like a crucial part of the movie. Apocalypse is like, okay, we need to do something with her. And this movie is like, we're just going to have her be like the whiny little conscience that Charles Xavier has always had, but he's not going to have it for now, so Mystique can do that. But also, also, and then we're going to use also, her and kill her so she can just be like the guilt thing that now he has to change because his friend that wanted him to change died. I was like, no, 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 no. That You're just wasting Mystique. Why is she even in this movie? Also, don't even try to cut me off yet. I'm on a roll. I can see. Quicksilver, in the beginning of the movie, you're like, okay, you know, he's like saving people in space with... Uh, Nightcrawler, you're like, okay, just magically disappears for like three quarters of the movie with no explanation. I totally forgot about that part. <laughs> yeah, I am trying to put so much of this movie away for me because I, I, I literally like, I, 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 I like to consider myself an optimist when it comes to movies. Like, I'll watch a movie and a lot of people consider it bad. The question I, I, when I leave the theater is, was I entertained? And, more times than not, even Last Stand, again, I was 17 when it came out. But, like, even X-Men Origins, there are some fun parts in that movie. Oh, yeah. I don't like, dislike that movie. It's not good, but I don't dislike it. I, I, I dislike it, but Hugh Jackman is Wolverine. It's just all, and also the guy, um, Liv Schreiber, as Sabretooth with the perfect cast. Oh, yeah. Like, so there's things you can get on board with. Ryan Reynolds and Deadpool? Oh, wait, wrong, wrong series. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ryan Reynolds, definitely. I'm glad he did it, though, because, like, Ryan Reynolds like, I am Deadpool, and I'm going to make my own film. And in Deadpool 2, spoiler alert, at the end credit scene, he just shoots Seal's Deadpool in the face. <laughs> just fixing the timelines. But um, this is the only movie from start to finish. There was only one part I was okay with. It was Magneto doing Magneto things for a little bit. I was like, okay, we're getting a little bit more of him. But it was such a small fraction of the movie that, like, to me, this is the one out of ten, like easily. Like you can't even. There's nothing to really save it. Xavier sucks. They make him literally a miserable person. He's supposed to be like the moral high ground. This guy is terrible. Well, and, and he, we know, and we know James McAvoy can play an amazing Charles Xavier. That's what pissed me off. Is that they just wrote, they wrote the character so poorly that even James McAvoy couldn't save it. Well, and the only part I'm going to disagree with you on that is I didn't find Magneto that entertaining, which kills me because Magneto is one of my favorite villains. Like, oh, are you kidding me when he when he brings this when he's like, "Who did you kill?" And he finds out who he was, and he gets his helmet back off, and he puts it back on. He's like, "Oh yeah, okay. we're gonna get some Magneto shit." So the cool part was him putting on his helmet, which you know, in the grand scheme of action scenes, putting on a helmet's not like number one. And then I, I, I was grasping at straws, Cole. Grasping at straws. I and then something. he lifts the subway up from underground. So you're like, oh, he's going to do something with it. He smashes it through the door he could have just walked through and then leaves it there. And then to kill the phoenix, he's like, 
here comes a broken banister. Which he does very <laughs> slowly, by the way. <laughs> so I'm like, this, this guy who lived in a subway with like almost no thoughts, like, I'm going to slowly take out a banister and murder you. <laughs> I'm like, how is this Magneto? And like, Magneto has always been like the kind of like the guy that does does the wrong thing for the right reason. He's always, you know, trying to protect somebody, trying to do something good. He's just going about it the wrong way. No, he, he's been effed over so many times. Like, but like this, came from not- this was just lazy to me. Like, okay, he's on Magneto Island, and then, oh, I found out that he you killed Raven, so I'm going to go kill you. I'm like, that's not really Magneto. Magneto's always about doing the right thing. I'm pretty sure Magneto made a mutant cult on this island. This felt like a cult when you went to, the, like, the little place they're at. <laughs> they have these little huts, and, like, we don't go with technology anymore. I'm like, dude, this is definitely a cult, Magneto. What the hell are you doing? But also, there was, like, braided hair man and some girl that I'm not exactly sure what her power is. It was never clear. Nothing's ever explained to you in this movie. Like, nothing. They didn't have names, even? I they don't had, think. We haven't even talked about the aliens that... <laughs> what the what the hell was the point of that? The like there was just so much going on. Okay, so you have the Dark Phoenix. Supposed to be the most super powerful thing ever. Oh, we're just gonna like make her kind of a side character in her own movie. And let's bring in shape shifting aliens. Hashtag Captain Marvel. Hashtag. Is that a hashtag now, Captain Marvel? <laughs> <laughs> Which also Side note, this movie had a bunch of rewrites at the end because it was too much like Captain Marvel, which i that's not listen, something listen, you should listen. strive for. Listen, we've both seen Captain Marvel, right, Cole? Yes. We if, did a you podcast are going to, if you're going to copy a movie, Captain Marvel's got to be the worst Marvel movie you <laughs> possibly could copy from. Yeah, Thor 2, maybe. Yeah, Thor 2 you're, is in there. Maybe Iron Man 2, but even that I enjoyed. Like, this movie was, this is a painful, I never, most movies, like, even that I don't like when it comes to superhero films, like, I'll give it a second chance after a while. I have no desire to go back and watch this film. Like, everything sucks about it. It's depressing. It's not funny. It's pointless. They don't really give you a lot of story about anything. They're like, hey, we're going to fix the Dark Phoenix. I can see why Disney bought you guys. You guys were on freaking, well, yeah, you well, like the X Men franchise was on welfare, and they're like, "Oh no, we're gonna make one more before we leave," and then that's where you leave. And it's a little puff of smoke. Nothing, nothing rememberable. I saw nothing in this movie that I can even tell you I remembered. And the thing about it is, it's like I was sh- kind of actually surprised that the movie was like getting over when it was getting over because I'm like. What did they do for the last two hours? Like, I can't believe this movie's two hours long because it seems like they've done like half an hour's worth of movie. It felt like four hours. Yes, like because it wasn't good. But I'm saying like during the storytelling, I'm like as the movie's playing out in front of me, I'm like this is just not even cool. Like the Dark Phoenix, what does she do in this whole movie? She's supposed to be like basically the you know Superman of the X-Men world, and she lifts, makes sure that Magneto can't lift a helicopter because I guess she's slightly stronger than him, and she gives Charles Xavier nosebleed. You know, you and then she dies. <laughs> but she doesn't. Oh, yeah. They, yeah. they do the same ending in X-Men, too. It's like, no, she's still alive. I'm like, you guys, you had... You had a blueprint on X-Men 3, which you sh- 
shouldn't have done, but somehow you took that, copy and pasted it, and deleted the stuff that made it enjoyable and made it worse. Well, also, I don't think we've talked about this. It was the same writer as X Men Last Stand. They got the you same. Just, you, 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 spoiler alert! You just told me that before we did this podcast, and I can't believe it. Why would you hire this guy? No, dude, I totally figured it out. You do the exact same thing, but make it way worse. Uh, okay, try and find like one one really like good thing from this movie. Come on, G- give me your best shot. I told you when um, Beast actually like like when when uh, Z- Xavier is trying to like like Mystique is dead. Spoiler alert, guys! Don't watch this movie. Like, it's not worth it. I'm telling you right now. Do not see this movie. But like, Xavier pours the whiskey shot. He's like, "Yeah, Mystique's dead." He's like, "No, it's your fault." And he shakes it over. He's like, "No," and he's completely right. He's like, "No." He's like, "You're the problem here. This is your doing. You're the one that's made this all. Like, you were not supposed to go up in space. You weren't supposed to do it, but you did it for them." And it made no sense. He there is no reason why he would sell out his mutant mutants. Just to get political relationships better. Okay. Like, it made no sense. The problem I had with that is Mystique's... Because he was talking about kind of what Mystique was like so mad at him about. Like, oh, you're risking mutant's life to save other people's lives. I'm like, for your own ego. I'm like, okay, it's bad that he's doing that for his own ego. But, like, if you watch X-Men, X-Men, uh, X2, X-Men Last Stand, that's what Charles Xavier did all the time without any benefit. He's like, oh... Humanity doesn't know, but we're going to risk everybody's life to the very last second, no matter what, to try and no, accomplish but he, but this. Now, now he has a literal phone that the president of Calm, like, hey, we need some mutants up in here. We need mutants in space. <laughs> it made no sense. Like, Xavier always wanted to have humans and mutants work together. In this universe, they were working together, but he would really just, like, throw them out there. And be like, oh yeah, just to make the president happy, which made no sense because why he cared about his mutants in the other movies. He did not seem to give a shit about I mean, the mutants in this. Granted, I this movie destroyed him because like he he was a guy that did care about his mutants in every other movie known to man about X Men. But I'm saying like when Mystique is like going off on her high horse about how oh you're risking their lives to like save somebody else's crew, I'm like. That's exactly what the X Men always do. No, but it was it was different. You did you not feel the different feel because in the original trilogy, he wanted to bridge the gap between mutants and humans. That was the entire point. That's why him and Eric Lencher, who used to be friends, which First Class did an amazing job of saying, like he wanted to, ha- to bridge the gap and have them be coexistent. This one was like, I'm going to side with the humans. You guys just go do your mutant things. I'm going to sit here in my wheelchair and I hope everything works out. Okay, I'm agreeing with you that they portrayed Charles Xavier terribly because that's not how he would have been. But I'm saying, when she's saying, I can't believe you would risk our lives to save somebody else's life because we're more... It's like, that's what X-Men do. Like, I don't know. I just didn't I just didn't get that whole mystique thing. I didn't think, like... Well, that's what that... that I saw her death coming from a mile away, which oh, was... Oh, everyone did. I saw it in the trailers when they saw... <laughs> Like in the trailer originally, I'm like, oh, Mystique's dead. No, but it was, <laughs> again, it was so stupid because she was just saying, like, oh, you shouldn't risk, like, risk people's lives for this. And then she's like, I'm going to go and pretend that I can, like, magically cure Dark Phoenix from her spasms when I don't have any relationship with Dark Phoenix. Like, they've never been, like, 
she and Jean Grey have never been close in any of the movies. It's like, okay, so why are you the one that's trying to talk her down? It's just so we can do this, like, emotional death of Mystique. So now Charles Xavier well, that, is guilty. And that's, and that's the biggest problem. You you try to make a relationship between two people that we saw off screen between Apocalypse and now. Which I, I think they should have ended on Apocalypse. It's called Apocalypse. You didn't need to put another movie out. You want to do the Dark Phoenix Center? I was actually excited. I'm like, oh, wait, maybe they have a better idea. No, it's actually worse than The Last Stand. I'm like, how do you make this worse? How do you mess this up this badly where literally I'm watching this movie from start to finish and I'm an optimist when it comes to movies and I'm sitting there and I'm like, this is, this is absolutely terrible. Like, there's not a single redeeming quality of this movie. No, no, the... the I can't... I mean, Nightcrawler, I suppose, was the only character that didn't really frustrate me. That didn't frustrate you. So he just was like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to do some teleporting things. Yeah, I mean, he was just, like, mediocre. Just okay. Mediocre! Yeah, everybody else is like... Magneto only frustrated me because Magneto is so much cooler than they made him in this movie. It's like, again, I'm going to kill you with a little banister rather than throw the freaking subway at you. But he did it so slowly. This is my problem. Like, like he's like, just slowly take it out. It's like, dude, I'm like, you realize you're dealing with a huge mass person? You probably should just slowly take the banister out. You should probably just immediately kill her. And also, like, <laughs> I have a problem with movies where, like, they really don't develop their villains at all. Like, these shape-shifting aliens. And then it's just like, and if we win... Your world will end. I'm like, I bet you're not going to win. Or else our world ends. Actually, I, I have way more props for this movie. At the end, the aliens took over and the world was ended. Oh, 100%. I'm like, I'm like okay, movie. I'm like, you had the balls. I'll give you a couple more points. Because at least you had the balls to do it. Well, and then also, like, Charles Xavier at the end not being part of the school. I hate I hated Charles. That's the point. I hate Charles Xavier. Like, at least in Last Stand when he died. Like, he died. And I, I felt that when I was, like, younger. Like, that was, a kid, like, a guy I watched. And, like, you watch him explode in front of me. Like, no, like, everyone freaks out. And it's a huge death. They should have killed him, like, in the first scene of this movie. Because I had no care for Charles Xavier throughout this entire film. And then him and Eric Lencher are just playing chess at the end, like, yeah, we're just going to go back to the same, like, no, I'm like, you guys are dicks, and I hate all of you. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I think, really, these actors had signed on for so many movies, and they just had to do it no matter what they wanted, because, like, nobody seemed excited about their roles. Like, the acting was all like, this yep. is, James Holy McAvoy, Holy. James McAvoy, Michael Fassenbender, uh, Jennifer Lawrence are all great and we've seen and them play these. We've seen them play these roles to perfection. I've seen them play a bunch of roles. Like, wow, they no, are but no, great. No, but I'm saying the character, the characters are portraying. They have played them to perfection in previous movies. That's what sinks most for me is that you had these actors that nailed their parts, and you give them this shit movie they have to act in, and expect them to be excited about. It. They knew this movie sucked. Yeah. Like, they don't seem enthused. They're like, oh, we got to do one more of these. Like, like even, like, X-Men Apocalypse, you can say whatever you want. I felt like the characters and the actors were involved with the characters. 
100%. Like, I felt like they cared about what they were saying. I felt like when the script came to their mouth, they gave a shit about what they were saying. Like, I thought this movie was just dull. They didn't care. They're like, let's just get through it so I can get to my next movie. Yeah, I thought, like, Apocalypse was more about, you know, to me, the villain was okay. The story was, like, pretty good. Like, I didn't hate it. It was good. Like, I enjoyed it. This movie was... We watched it together when it came out on screen. That's true. This movie was, like, what did you, like, you know, you talked about Hank throwing the whiskey bottle was the best part of this movie, which, if you go to see an X-Men movie to see uh, furry guy throw He he wasn't furry then, though. Okay. Also, one thing that blew my mind, just to be really nitpicky, Jennifer Lawrence for the past two movies has like almost always been Blue Raven or changing into someone else. In this movie, she never changes into anyone else. Except she didn't put the makeup on. It wasn't worth it for her. No, she was like she was blue except for when she was Jennifer Lawrence, which she's never been since. Like she was. That for a little bit in first class, right at the beginning, she doesn't change that. I'm like, what? What are you doing? Like, it made no sense. Why are you trying to throw that into this movie? No, I, I also I, I, not, I think that all the actors were signed on for this, and they had to do it because no one bought into the performance at all. Not to make feminists hate me, but her like one little line, like, "Oh, this should really be called X Women because they they're the ones doing all the saving around here." I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> I'm like, no, but see, it's good. To, like, it would, that would have been a great line in a better film. If the like, if the women like, we'd actually seen them doing that. I'm like, this was Quicksilver and Kurt were doing a lot of stuff. Sure, Dark or Jean Grey did some stuff. She did some stuff. Like, they were all helping on a crew together. And then she comes out, Charles like David, like, you're such such an asshole. You've been all this stuff, and also we should be the ex women. I was like. That's the problem. That would have been a hilarious, that would have been a great fucking line. If if they had a better movie to back <laughs> it. No like you don't buy any of the dialogue that's coming out of these characters, which we know because we've seen Days of Future Past. We've seen X-Men First Class. We've seen Apocalypse. You can say whatever you want about the apocalypse, but they be- like I believe they cared about their characters. This was a phoned in performance from the get-go. Like, I did not care about these characters, and I know these characters, like I didn't care. They didn't care. Why should I care? If you haven't caught our drift, we really didn't like this movie. Actually, go see it. This is a 10 out of 10 for me. <laughs> um, this is... No, it, 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 I can't believe... Because now Disney owns Fox, and this is supposed to be the last hurrah, and this is what you give us. You gave us X-Men First Class. I would argue maybe be the best X-Men film in low time. It's either it's that right or Logan. There. It's either that or Logan for me. I mean, I'm partial to Days of Future Past, but I get what you're saying. Yeah, but Days of Future Past is the top three for me, easily. Like, again, but I like to, like, when you have a debate between movies like X-Men First Class, but if someone tells me to like Days of Future Past more, I can understand why. I'm like, oh, that's a good debate. Like, Logan was an amazing film. Like, it was exactly the Wolverine movie we needed. The Wolverine was better than this. I'm like, we were invested so much, you finally showed us how good X-Men films can be again since the originals. And then you give us Apocalypse, which, okay, still, I'm not mad about it. I'm not mad I saw it. I'm not mad I saw it twice. It has good moments, but it showed a lot of, like, character. It seemed like the actors were involved in it. 
this movie was just bland. It hit a flat note and just stuck on that flat note the entire time. It never went up. It just stuck like... Like, it did not go up. Now, they're recasting everybody for the Marvel MCU? Um, I haven't looked into it. Um, I, I would feel like they almost have to. Which, when I was thinking about that, I'm like, actually, for Fox, they nailed Wolverine. They nailed Charles Xavier. Yeah, but Hugh, Hugh Jackman's like 60 now. I know, <laughs> but I'm saying, like, they nailed all of these. Uh, Magneto was awesome. Like Eric, dude, Michael Fassbender as Magneto is maybe... And actually, I'll, like, take away Dark Phoenix. James McAvoy and Michael Fassbender in first class is what makes that film literally top-notch. Yeah. Like, like you believe their friendship. Like, you believe everything. And when, like, spoiler alert for first class if you haven't seen it, when Michael Fassbender blocks a bullet and goes into his spine. Dude, I remember in the theater when I watched it, I was like, oh, no. Like, that's why he gets paralyzed. He paralyzed them, like... Dude, it it hurt me in the heart. Like, like you never thought a movie could do that because First Class was supposed to be terrible. One of the best films ever. They perfectly casted these people. That's why I'm like, so how you you have the which Wolverine wasn't in this movie, but I'm saying they have no, that, that, it could have helped them. Hugh <laughs> no. Jackman should have jumped in and started slicing face. It it couldn't have helped. This movie was too far. There's down. no way Hugh Jackman as Wolverine could have made it worse. There's no way. That's why I thought about Magneto. I'm like, this movie can't be bad. It has Magneto in it. Like Magneto is, I, I say this with a tongue-in-cheek, he is the best part of this film. Yes. Michael Fassbender as Magneto is the best part of this film. Anyway, this movie let me down. This let I don't you know down, what huh? I don't I don't know what they why they couldn't when they had an amazing cast with characters already established why they couldn't at least give you like a mediocre movie like I'll settle for like a B minus X Men Apocalypse yeah I can settle for that listen you can say whatever you want about Apocalypse and stuff but I found it entertaining I was not mad when I left the theater yeah I was which granted I made my my brother rent the movie so we could watch it and he wasted a dollar Apoc oh. Dark Phoenix or Apocalypse? Uh, Dark Phoenix. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he should sue that company. Like, give, me, give me that dollar. Just out of principle, he needs that dollar back. Um, yeah. This, this movie was hard to even be mad at, though, because it was so bad. So No, that's where you should, you should get more angry at the most bad films. Because, again, we have established characters that we love. That they established, and they ruined them all almost in one single film. They just completely chopped them away. Yeah, I I suppose I I got to go with a one out of ten on this. I don't think I can give it higher than that. Can I get Can I give it a zero out of ten? Is that a thing? Sure. Why not? <laughs> okay, I'm I'm gonna give it a half star because there is some parts on um, Magneto's hippie island that I did feel like my. We talk about how the character, the actors didn't give a crap, but I felt like Mag Michael Fassbender in some of those like heart wrenching scenes, I felt like he did care a little bit. What heart wrenching scenes on the island? When he found it, when he when he found out when he found out who, um, who killed Raven. Also, totally side note, something that like bothered the crap out of me when I watched the movie. So, Dark Phoenix. When Mystique comes up to her to, like, try to calm her down, she, like, 
had like her little explosion. Mystique flies like 10 feet and gets like impaled on this thing and dies. And so Dark Phoenix, Jean Grey, later on had blood on her shirt. And he's like, whose blood is that? I'm like, you tossed her 10 feet away and never touched her. Where did you get this blood? Like, who else did you kill in the meantime? Cole, clearly you've never been impaled. It just squirts for like no, 50 feet. No, they show her. She doesn't have any blood on her. It's a PG-13 movie. They can't have blood. No, you don't understand. Jean Grey didn't have blood on her when the scene ended and she flies away. She had no blood on her. I know. I know. Listen, a minute later, she has blood all over her shirt. And he's like, whose blood is that? And she doesn't want to tell him. I'm like, whose blood is that? That wasn't there at the end of the scene. Who did you kill in the meantime? It wasn't Mystique. It was somebody else. Yeah, it was a big crux of the movie, and I don't <laughs> want to talk about it because it makes absolutely no sense. Dude, nitpicking this movie is like picking apart, picking apart a turd to see what someone ate. <laughs> like, it's not worth it. Oh, he had, a, he had an onion. <laughs> he ate corn earlier. Like, listen, if you want to pick apart a turd, you be my guest, but I ain't going to do it because it ain't worth it. Well, it's funny because like, I saw that in the movie. I'm like, what's, what's going on, Kyle? And my brother. And then he's like, huh. After the movie, we watch everything wrong with. And they show, like, all the frames where they're like, yeah, no, no. blood. 100% no blood. Later on, her shirt soaked in it. She wasn't. She was, like, 20 feet away. Maybe she cried tears of blood for Carol and her friend. Who knows? Yeah, maybe. I thought maybe she was trying to slit her wrist or she was trying to pull her heart out. I just didn't understand where the blood came from or who did she kill. That would have been a lot cooler if it would have been like, oh, actually. Why? Why? This movie's bad enough. Like, you can just take good movies and be like, that actually doesn't make a lot of sense. I just watched Curse of the Black Pearl. I love that movie. But there's a couple things I'm like, okay. Like, that doesn't make a lot of sense if I want to nitpick it. Why are you nitpicking a terrible movie that sucks on its face? Like, why would you do that? Why would you hurt yourself? Because how sloppy can you be? I mean, there's always things that this people... This movie's sloppy! This movie sucks! People can find little things, like, if you watch everything wrong with, they can find little things that you would don't, never don't, notice. Don't, don't watch... Dude, you gotta stop watching those, man. <laughs> you can find little things wrong with movies that, like, you would never catch without, like, looking no, for them. No, but Cinema Sins is done by a bunch of drunk a-holes that actually don't pay... <laughs> If you, I, I watched a lot of videos about how they're wrong about being wrong, and they're not something you should use as guidance because they're usually wrong. That wasn't my point. Well, that was my point, though. My point was, is like, you can look for stuff to try to nitpick, but when you have somebody, like, all of a sudden having blood on their shirt, like, 20 minutes after a scene that they didn't have during the scene, you're like, okay, that doesn't make sense. Like, how did you miss that in your film editing? But that's... But see, again, this movie doesn't even demand my nitpicking because I just don't care. Anyway. Like, in, like you can you can nitpick almost any good film to a point where it's like, okay, like I nitpick the Dark Knight, Dark Knight every once in a while. Like, hmm, how the Joker pull out that whole scheme timed out perfectly. Like that actually makes no sense in the context of the movie, but I can forgive it because that movie's freaking amazing. But this movie, it's like, if I'm going to nitpick it, it's like, why? I hate it already. I have no need to go deep diving into this shit. True, but I, I'm saying, I don't feel like this is a deep dive. This would be like if someone was like, oh, I made it safely through a battle. All of a sudden, there's a gaping wound in my arm. Where did it come from? I never got shot. It's like, okay, what's going on with this movie? This was just like, where? Okay, again, 
If there's 20 feet between you, how'd you get blood on your shirt? When you didn't have it, when you left It could have been, it, okay, but think about it. She throws it through the javelin, and she squirted it so bad, it went like 50 feet. That would have been fine, but it would have been on her shirt then when we saw her after this happened. Maybe she used her dark phoenix power to cover it up, camouflage it. Anyway, this movie, Jake rated a half star. I gave no, it I'm one giving, out of ten. I'm giving it a, uh, the more you disagree with it, the more I'm going to agree with it. This is a nine out of ten. <laughs> nine out of ten, one out of ten, they're all the no, same. This I movie's bad. I think this may be the first movie, uh, first Bruce reviews where I think we're right on the same page with this. This movie is garbage. If you haven't seen it, don't. It, it will ruin it. Like, I'm not one of those people that like, oh, yeah, if you see this movie, the sequel, it's going to ruin every, all the other prequels. No, I don't think that. But this movie came pretty close to ruining all the people I learned to love that were casted as the characters I love. Yeah, th this movie, this movie is bad. Like, actually, I don't think we've, rated anything like both below like a two or a three four even no we're pretty often this movie this movie is a slog what is it you said it was two hours yeah it felt like three hours this movie i was i kept expecting like oh it got 19 percent on rotten tomatoes it must be something good like who gave this an okay <laughs> this should have got zero percent it's like if you had i don't know 27 minutes worth of movie and you stretch it out to three hours that would be this movie yeah, this is uh, and I don't understand. Like you literally had you literally had a base print of X Men Last Stand and how Dark Phoenix went really really bad, but somehow they made X Men The Last Stand look like the better Dark Phoenix movie. Now, hands down, like I, I, like, I would rather watch X Men Last Stand. Still had some fun parts in it. Yeah, like um, it had some it had some good parts and it had some good comedy. It had some good action and the it Dark Phoenix nothing. was actually like. Intimidating. Yo, no, no. oh, oh, yeah. When she like went all black eyed and like was like, oh my god, she's chaos. Like you have no idea. Now you have these aliens. Like, hey, baby, you want to look pretty? Let's just go. Let's go destroy this world together. And then we can be. And then we can just rule this world. It's like, wait, what? I like. I don't care about you, aliens. And I don't like. Oh. It was just a waste. It was a waste. And of the aliens like, oh, we hate humans. So let's take the human form of the most basic white girl I can find. Well, she was white as shit, too. <laughs> like, she was like, there's no way she's getting tan ever white. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, I'm glad you saw it, Cole, finally, like, so now we can talk about it, but this movie was... I remember, I literally had two, like, you could get alcohol in the IMAX theater I was in. I had two drinks, and I was just sitting there, and I'm like, can this... I was literally looking at my watch. The first X-Men movie, where I was like, can we leave? Can we be done with this? This this is the worst thing I've ever seen. So, and you had all you had all the talent in the world too. We know these characters were fantastic. That's what pissed me off more. So this is more than a two beer movie, possibly a ten beer movie. No, I don't think there's enough alcohol in the world to make this movie good. A four hundred and thirty two beer movie, it'll do the trick. Try it. Here's the weird thing, it's so kind of like dark and depressing. I don't even think it's like so bad it's good movie or like you can watch it with your friends and make fun of it. Like I think it's just straight up depressing. Only one like, really depressing movies, like, it was just Fighter. it was just like Maw. Hmm? It wasn't like a depressing, like sad movie or depress like it was just depressing how bad it was. No, I think it's where's the positivity in this movie? I mean, Dark Phoenix doesn't Where, die. Remember Days of Future Past when the whole theme was hope? Yeah, you got a hope. Where's the hope in this film? When do you feel like, oh yeah, the good guys might rise? This is just a sad, depressing flick. 
Yeah, it's like when you hate the good guys, you don't really care if they rise. Exactly. You're like, I hope everyone killed each other and the entire world explodes. Okay. Like, well, Lo- Logan Logan was a depressing movie. It gave us hope, though. Well, even if it didn't, it was a good movie. This just was not. It was depressing how bad it was. So, <laughs> so um, I think our recommendation is do not see this movie. I ever. think we've said that like a thousand times already. Just don't. No, we got. If you guys are still listening, I'm trying to slam in your head. Don't watch this film. I am telling you. Cole finally watched it. I saw a year ago. I told him not to see it. How many times did I tell you not to see it? A lot. Yeah, and did you see it? Was I right? Yes, I Jake. Never wa- I will admit you were right. This is. I mean, it's not very often. But, yes, you were right on this one. It was not worth a watch. It's usually, like, I'm one of those people, like I said, I leave a theater, I try to find something good. I found nothing good in this film that's even worth even a $1 rental. I dislike this movie more than Solo. Well, the Solo is better, way better than this film, and shame on you for comparing the two. Okay. Wait, well, so is it, well, Cole, you didn't tell me, is this the worst X-Men film for you? Compared yes, to X-Men Origins? by far. Easily. Okay, yeah. Well, at least we agree on that. I to me, Last Stand was it before this. I I enjoyed Origins like it was like a guilty pleasure movie. Like if Origins is worse than Last Stand, dude. Come on. Like it was bad, but it was Wolverine. So it, like I don't know. No, it has its moments, but it's like so. At least X Men Last Stand kind of had a plot. Origins was just like, oh, we're gonna do Origins of Wolverine. And they're just going all over the place. Dude, it was like okay. Origins was just like a really bad Logan. They had like very similar storylines. Shame on you for ever comparing <laughs> the greatest X-Men movie of all time. <laughs> but anyways, uh, we're going to sign off here because we're going to go in circles about how terrible this movie is. <laughs> and, uh, Bruiser Review, sign off.